0: This Shia is uh, learning is sponsored by Rabbi Michael and Ariella Sunshine and family in memory of Dr. Bernard Sunshine. Uh, Rabbi Michael was a student in the yeshiva for a number of years and we always uh, enjoyed a warm relationship with him and his wife and his children and I even got to know Dr. Sunshine in his uh occasional visits to the yeshiva and but he was uh he was a busy doctor he was a busy doctor and uh the sunshine the youngest sunshine family come in aliyah and we're very happy that they've uh, achieved that uh, done a good job at it okay the Pasha begins with the building of the Mishkan. The word Mishkan in Hebrew is a tabernacle. What is a tabernacle? That I haven't got a clue about. The first Pasuk says, V'asuli mikdash Asuli mikdash, make a mikdash for me. That's what HaKadosh Baruch says. I need a mikdash, I need a place. I need a makom. Somehow, makom is—it's um it's so important that in later, in later texts, Hakadosh uh, Baruch Hu is called makom. A makom is uh, one of the names, or that one of the names of God. So Akkurishboch continues and says, I will show it to you. You don't have to get nervous about how to make this Mishkan. I'll show it to you. I'll show you the plans. I'll show you the plans of the bayit, of the building, Tavnita Mishkan. And not only that, not only that, I'll give you the details. One second, Tabnit Mishkan Vetabnit Kol Kela. I'll give you. I'll give you the design of all the vessels, the important vessels in the in the Mishkan. And you build it the way I show you how to build it. It's not a problem. Not a problem. Hakadosh Baruch has people who do blueprints and make designs, and uh, they'll give you all that material. You'll build the it. They make a distinction. You'll build the it, and you'll build all of the Kalim. And then it starts. Pasuk Vasu Aaron shitim Aaron is basically a box. It's basically a box that has doors, some way to put things into the box, like the bottom of the box. So the first of the Kalim, and and in this uh, in this particular case, the first kelim that HaKadosh asks Moshe Rabbeinu and the people to make is called an iron. It's a cle that means a, a box. An Aron is a box. Uh, and so uh, so we know that, that there's something wrong with this. If you had to build the box and you had to build the place to put the box, what would you build first? I think most people would answer, I would build the place to put the box in. First, I would build the bayit. I would build the house that is called Mishkan. And in that house, I would put the things that have to be put there. Of course, I would build them later. I would build the house first. And this, in fact, is what we find in the parasha of Parshiot of and Pekude, where the order of things is reversed. In Truma Tetzave, first the kelim and then the bayit, first the bayit and then the kelim. And generally we say, generally people say, well, you know, it was a thought experiment building the kelim first, but I feel that there's another point that has to be made, but there's a sub-question that might be asked. Uh, the kalim, the first of the kelim that we see that God asks Moshe Rabbeinu to build, the first one is the aron, pasuk yud, you see vasu aron, atzei shiti, vasu aron, the first thing you do, the first thing you have to make, first thing you have to make is an aron. The first thing I have to find is my cursor. Here it is. Vasu Aron Now, After you do the Aron, after the second cleave that you make is the menorah, menorah candelabra. A candelabra is that you have a place to put oil and you put in a wick and there are seven of them and that's a candelabra that's lit every night in the kodesh, not the kodesh kodesh of course, but in the kodesh, in the sacred part of the of the mishkan, which will then become the sacred part of the beta bimdash, and then so so aron and then menorah, aron and menorah. So what is the aron going to do? What is the purpose of the aron? The aron is the house for the Aseret that they brought for the man, for the staff, and all the things that are going to be kept in a museum-like way, they all go into the aron. The aron is then closed. You can close it at the top, or you close it on the sides. It's closed, and no one will ever see what's in the aron. what's in the, the Menorah. The Menorah stands outside of the Kodesh Kodeshim, into the area called kodesh it's lit every night there is a strong and powerful light that comes when the beta mikdash was built there were walls of stone and the the walls of stone uh, housed Kalim. the menorah the shulchan right? remember the aron is in the kodesh kodeshim is in the holiest part of the building but the 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 kelim that we're talking about the menorah, the shulchan, and the Mizbeya hasav those Kalim are outside of the kodesh kodashim. Now the menorah is lit every night, and is remains lit throughout the evening. And in the Beit Hamikdash, it was sort of in a room that had shkufim that the windows had windows that were shkufim atumim. And Shkufima to me means they were narrow on the inside and wide on the outside. What they used to call a taggart fort. That was how taggart forts would live, but that was in order to prevent the arrows from getting into the into the household and allowing the fighters on the inside to continue fighting. So, so again, there's an Aron, which contains the luchot and other things, and then there's a menorah which gives light. So in the in the parasha, Hashem asks us to build the aron first, and then the menorah. And some ask that question also: uh, How come? How come that order? It wouldn't be reasonable to make the most important thing first and certainly the importance of the menorah which spreads the light of the torah symbolically throughout all of the city of Jerusalem, and which is referenced on hanukkah that's what the hanukkiya does when we light the hanukkiya in our own homes we're lighting the light of the Beit mikdash and the light which somehow fuses with the light of Torah and, and gives us an opportunity to live in a more perfect way. So the aron hides things from us and says, we're not worthy of them. And the menorah offers us worthiness, light, something special about the light in the Beit HaMikdash. So if I had to rank them, As Kalim, if I had to say, what Kali is the more important one? I might say that it's the menorah which is the important one. I mean, of course, all the Kalim are important, but that somehow it seems to me that the optimistic, positive menorah is more important than the dark and covered Aron Kodesh. And so, both of these questions exist first why did the torah tell us to build to build the Kalim and only then to build the Bayit? and secondly the choice of the Kalim, the order of the choice of the kelim which starts from the aron and then moves through the menorah seems to be ill placed that really Really, we should build the menorah first. The menorah, which gives us light. And then only then when we finish with the goodness. Of the of the kalim, of the of the vessels. We go to the Aron, which is. A place that you can't look into. The light that you can't see. The goodness that you cannot fathom. That's all in the. In the shulchan, in the. Own, I'm sorry, in the Iro. So these are two questions, and it might be that the two questions have really sort of one answer. One answer which we will continue to look for in the other sources of the on the sheet. But the one answer that I contribute to the discussion, even though we're not discussing it yet. It, is this that B'nai Yisrael were being asked to undertake a great enterprise, building the Mishkan, the tabernacle, building what would eventually become the Beit HaMikdash. Now it makes sense to me, at least, that B'nai Yisrael, the same B'nai Yisrael who told Moshe Rabbeinu that they didn't want to go up with him on the mountain to receive the Torah, that the experience was too overwhelming. They didn't feel themselves worthy of going, even though they were, they were there for the Aseret HaDeBrot, but later on they said, okay, Aseret HaDeBrot, the Ten Commandments, we could do it, but more than that is really impossible. We don't have that, we don't have that strength of person. We're unable to go with you, Moshe Rabbeinu, and and get the Luchot, the written out Luchot, the second time with their Sarate de and all the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu would bring with him. We're not worthy of that. And I don't think we could do it. I don't think we could do it. So, Bohu, so Israel said to we're not gonna be able, I mean we're not uh, we're the same people, we're not able to go get the Torah. I mean, how are we gonna be able to go and get the Bab the the Bayat, which as if you remember the Ramban compares the building of the Bayat and the using of the Bayat to Matan Torah again and again and again every day. So if we're not Raui, if we're not the people who should be going up with Moshe Rabbeinu on the mountain to get the Torah, who are we to build the house of the Torah, the house of God who just gave us the Torah? I mean, we sort of rejected being the kind of front runner in this matter and insist that it should be Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu should be the one. Who receives the Torah on our behalf. And we believe him. We know it's true. We know that it happened, but we just can't deal with that level, that level of of, of Yirashamayim. We can't deal with that. And so Akkadish said two things. First, Akkadish Boru said, okay we'll build the kelim before we build the bite we'll build the vessels before we build the house that houses these vessels because building vessels is kind of neutral it's true that the torah kind of gives you approximations and measurements of how to make the kelim but they are only because they are there only because B'nai Yisrael were were not nervous about it, apparently. They were not happy to do it. And so the Torah starts with kelim. It says, build the kelim. That you can do, B'nai Yisrael. You can do that. Just bring the, the materials and bring the artisans and bring the wherewithal to build the kelim. You'll build them. You don't have to be afraid that by building the kelim, you're coming into a... A kind of clash with the presence of God, no, you're not. It's okay. It's okay. And as a secondary instruction, Hakadosh Baruch said to B'nai Yisrael, and you can even build the Aron before you build the Menorah, because the Menorah, the Menorah is like, uh, is like holding onto a hot potato. It's electrical. It's electrical, it's it's God's presence, that menorah. Whereas the aron, until you fill it up with whatever it will contain is is a neutral kind of box. It doesn't really mean anything, anything at all. It doesn't mean anything at all. So Rashi says, Rashi says Vasuli Mikdash, they will make for me, a mikdash, a Rashi says, Masul ishmi Bait, Bait not God who will be in the Beit HaMikdash, but it'll be named for HaKodesh Bohu. HaKodesh the main donor, the main executor of the Beit HaMikdash, HaKadosh Baruch Bohu, that's what it is. The end of that, Pasuk says, You'll do it the way I show you how to do it. You don't have to be clever, you don't have to be prophetic, prophetically inclined, you don't have to become that way. Rashi says, What does mean? You'll make it this way. I wrote, em To teach you that if one of the Vessels, uh, one of the kelim, the vessels, is lost. Oshit hazuli klay Beit Olamim. When you make Beit Olamim is the mikdash, the Beit Hamikdash. When you make these kelim for the Beit Hamikdash, Yeah. These can all be repeated later on and will be done, built by Shlomo Amalech. Kitavnit Make them in a manner similar to the ones you're going to make now in the in the Mishkan. This is a, a wondrous place. Well, Yira means frightening, but it doesn't mean frightening in a scary way. It means no ra. Nora, wondrous. And then he goes in to define what the wondrous part of it is. This is, in fact, the house of God. This is Shara Shemayim, and this is a gate that takes you to Shemayim, takes you to Shemayim. Rashi says, "Vanochi lo yadati, vanochi lo yadati, sheilu yadati lo shanti v'lo akom kadosh kaze." So Rashi has this problem. What worried about nochi lo yadati. Okay, so lo yadati. Everybody is loyal to and have the experience of Yodati. So Rashi says that what Yaakov meant to say was, if I would have known, I wouldn't have slept in this holy place. I wouldn't have slept in this holy place. So you see, by Ikats Yaakov Mishneto, he woke up and he realized, right? He realized that this was something, Special it was what was the special? It was a makom. It was a designated place, and because of that, VaYomer, it says VaYira when he realized that he was in like like with God, close to God, VaYira. He he was filled with fear, VaYomer. Man raha makom, said, "This place is frightening to me." This place is frightening to me. <speaking in Hebrew> Rashi makom she says. <speaking in Hebrew> How frightening is this place? Atra is makom. A makom hazeh. ha makom hazeh. Tehilu shemdavahu. And the Khilu is is a noun. It's a noun. that means fright. Kimo suchlatnu, suchlatnu, like another noun. al right? That's what the word means. B'ze shara shamayim, Rashi's explaining this part of Yaakov's reaction. Mekom t'fila. This is a place from which the prayers go up to heaven. So this is like a like a very important statement in Rashi. Rashi says that that there is there is fright there's a frightening moment when you recognize that you're in the presence of god but that frightening moment is modified is mitigated when when Yaakov said, said shesar hashamayim shara, shamayim. shara shamayim, the gateway to heaven rashi says makom tfilah la tfila Tava that you can raise the prayers up to heaven and then he adds umedrasho for some reason that there's another way of understanding sha'ar, <speaking> sha'ashamayim, <in> zeh, sha'ar, sha'amayim, she'beit ha'mikdash shel the Beit Ha'mikdash which is on high in heaven, me'chuvan keneged Beit Ha'mikdash shel It's kind of the mirror image of Beit ha, uh, Ha'mikdash shel Mata which is a way of understanding the first part of the Rashi, which is that somehow the prayer, at that point, that's what Yaakov understood, that prayer comes up to heaven. So the question is, how did he understand that? Uh, what what about what happened to uh, to Yaakov Avinu? I mean, after all, the angels went up and down the ladder, but but that doesn't mean anything about prayer. What was it that Yaakov Avinu understood? Yaakov Avinu said, What do you mean, "shar"? There's no "shar" there. A "shar" is a gate. There were no gates. There's not a gate, so the "shar hashemayim" must be referring to a vision. That Yaakov Avinu had, and the vision that Yaakov Avinu had was of the Beta Mikdash in heaven. So that taught Yaakov Avinu that eventually, when there is a Beta Mikdash on earth, that Beta Mikdash will also be a Shar Lishamayim. So that the first part of Rashi, Makom Tfilala l'alot Eba is explained by the second part of Rashi, Bedrasho meaning that uh, there's some kind of new information that Chazal had about this, these shara Well There is no shara shamaim but there is if you agree. Shabeta mala, mata. So that somehow, the Migdash as a makom Tfila means that Tfila is, is is accessible to heaven. It'll become part of the tevilot on their way to heaven. And that's what Yaakov Avinu understood. So if Yaakov Avinu was frightened of the fact that his brother was interested in killing him, if Yaakov Avinu was frightened of the fact that he had no family in the place that he was going to and he was frightened about the fact that he might've seen himself as the weak link of a grand tradition, Abraham and Yitzchok and the Lord came Yaakov, who didn't have a wife and he didn't have a future and he didn't know what would be. And he has a dream. And he has a dream and that dream said Zeshara shamayin. I know what it is that I'm dreaming. What I'm dreaming, in fact, is that I will be part of a tradition I will be part of a, a, a tradition which can daven, in which davening is an essential feature, and I, Yaakov, am the one who is making that possible. I'm going on that, uh, uh, on that ability that I will have, on that which I'll be able to do, and that is all. Shair Hashemayim. That's all. Shair Hashemayim. Uh, we look at another Pasuk. Perak Lamit Pasuk of Aleph. You see that Pasuk? pku Mishkan, Mishkan Haidut. These are the things that will go into making the Mishkan Haidut, the Mishkan where. There is a connection between Moshe Rabinu and Akkodishboku. Ashapukada Pimo Shavu Data Libyibi Yadita Mab and Aaron Kaleim. Avramav Moshe, Kalei. Moshe Rabinu taught the Leviim what they had to do. What they had to do. Ayla Pikudevarsha Zo Rashi says, Nimnuko Mishkalay Nidvata Mishkan. All the donations to the Mishkan were counted Kesef the lechoshet, silver and gold, and theshe copper, and they new by the and all the different vessels that had to be built were also Then Rashi takes a look at the Pasuk. And he says there's something weird in this pasuk. The pasuk says pekudeh. This is the parsha of Ve'ele mishkan, mishkan Instead of saying with pekudeh mishkan using the word once, this very strange pasuk is written, which has like a noun written twice, one after the other. I why not just say either good day, Mishkan Aduitah Shepakanal Bimoshavodat Haleviim, Biyadi Tamar Ben Aron Hakohen. So Rashi says this. Rashi says Mishkan Mishkan, Shnei Par Amim. You see that Rashi? One second. Shnei Par Min, Remes L'Mikdash, Shnit Mashken B'Shnei Churbanin, Alavonotein Shol Yisrael. Remes. It's like God wants us to know something. That's the kind of remiss it is. It's, it's it's like remind yourself. Remind yourself. I said, Nishmashkein twice destroyed, twice unable to fulfill its designated purpose. that Yisrael will not be able to protect it to watch over it because we have these notions that today israel didn't want to become part of building the the mishkan they were afraid we have this idea that Yaakov yakub avidu had era which enabled him to do what he did and now we have this idea that the mishkan was not properly defended by, by Am Yisrael. And so finally, what I would like to uh, uh, like to show you is the way the Swatamet understands this pasuk. By Katz Yaakov. woke up. By by Yoma, Manorah, Makomazei. He got up. He was filled with fear. He said, Manorah, Nechtaf. This pasuk is written le shevach li Avinu shalom. This is the great praise that God gave Yaakov Avinu at this time. He isacher. After all, another person im hayalo chalom kaze. he would have dreamt this dream of angels running up and down a ladder. He would have dreamt this dream, he would be proud. He'd go, all right, look at this. I had this wonderful dream. God came to me with angels and ladders, and I really must be a very important person. But Yaakov was not like that. He was filled with fright and Yira and Yira. And this indicates that he was a man of truth. Yira. Yera means I know where I am. I know what is happening. And Gaiva, the opposite of Yira, right? The lack of humility. That means I don't know where I am. I don't know who I'm talking about. I don't know what connection I have with with what's going on around me. And with this element of Yirah, So because he was able to be worthy at that moment, that's where the Beit HaMikdash ultimately was going to be built. Hiddich Hittim, Beit Elohim the house of God was there. Ve'ita, she'erahu banui v'charei ve'ita, yesh. There are those who point out that God showed him a built Beit HaMikdash and a destroyed Beit HaMikdash. The she'ikar kiyum Beit HaMikdash, after all, he had to know the truth. He, Yaakov, was a man of truth. That the That the support and the existence, the very existence of the Beit mikdash was dependent on the era that Yaakov Avinu had at that moment. So if he wasn't able to pass that on to his children, the Beit ha-mikdash would not have but not be able to stand. And he said, this is certainly the house of God. So that's what it means. I'm, I, I want to explain why I feel the way I feel. I feel like I'm in in uh, Beit Elukim. I feel that I'm in, in Beit Elukim. Lafi, Mashi Yeshirat Shemayim be'bonei Yisrael, and therefore we come to the conclusion. The Sfata says that Mashi Yeshirat Shemayim be'bonei Yisrael, as much as there is fear of God be'bonei Yisrael, mitkayim Beit Hamikdash. The Beit Hamikdash will continue to exist. ki kar ki yum hakol yerat Hashem, because everything is dependent upon fear of God. Kidichtiv doredat Torah, Omedet laad will last forever. While yerde yirat, niftach petach, ayde yerat. It's with this idea of yerat niftach petach bekol makol. There's a new opening in every place. So if I had to explain in a language that we might find more conducive, more easily understood, I'd explain what the Svatimet is saying. It's saying that it's not only true that you are is what you have when you approach the Beta HaMikdash. But it somehow means that Yirat Shamayim is necessary for the very existence of the Beta HaMikdash. The Beta HaMikdash is not going to make us into what we should be, but it's being who we should be that is going to enable us to build the Beta HaMikdash. And before he left Eretz Israel, before he went on his sojourn in the house of on finding wives and, and having children, Yaakov Avinu was given was given to this idea that the Beta Mikdash the Beit Hamikdash is not something that is built by God. Yes, God will assist the Jews in building the Beit HaMikdash. God will show them uh, patterns for the Kalim. God will be with them when they have to put up the walls of of the Mishkan on its own. However, in order to have a Beit HaMikdash, you need the presence of God. Now, who ensures the presence of God? I mean, what does that mean? to say that the presence of God is necessary. So I think that the kind of the kind of interpretation that we saw said that it's the people who have that bring God into his place. You can't have a place for God if the people who build the place who take care of the place, who make the place special if they don't have Yir'at Shammai. Yir'at means, therefore, we know that we're standing in a place where God is present. And it's because we know that God is present that God is present. It's the only way to get the Mishkan is to feel at the same time unworthy and at the same time, it's possible. So the people didn't want to build the Mishkan because they were not worthy. So HaKadosh said to them, okay, we'll build the vessels first. And then they said, well, we still feel unworthy. So he said, okay, we'll build the sh- the iron first. The iron is easy. And then they said, well, we don't feel that we have a proper trad- tradition. zakharish so Kodesh said to them, just think about Yaakov Avinu. Think about what he saw and what he thought and that he came out of the experience with yirash HaShemayim. And that's how you build That's how you build the Mishkat. All the best. Have a good Shabbat.